So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Solar system, solar system, planets travel round the sun. Solar system, solar system, Megan has a brand new bomb. Do <laughs> <laughs> you learn on a cocoa melon? That that is quite literally straight from the cocoa melon. I've never heard that one before. That's because you don't spend appropriate time with the child. I guess not. You're off like shopping and shit. Yeah, that's it. Or working. And then when I'm home with her, I try to teach her things. See, you say that and all I hear is me, 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 me. Irrelevant things. I guess. Welcome, everybody. It's the 20th episode of So I Married an Alcoholic. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. How are you, my love? I'm good. How about you, honey? I'm good. Thank you. So coincidentally, Today is our two-year anniversary. It is. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. And God, what a journey it's been. It really... I was thinking about that today. Like, it's so silly. We've only been married two years, but I feel like we've done a lot in two years. I do not disagree with you. I feel like we've gone through a lot. We've done a lot. We've... I don't know. Just crazy. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to be super honest, life has changed immensely since... I mean, you know, it's two years we've been married, but really it's been a little over three years since we've been together. Yeah. So it's funny. People talk about like the honeymoon, you know, and then the honeymoon's over. And I'm like, I think our honeymoon was like six weeks the summer we met. And then, you know, reality sunk in pretty quick. Yeah. After we tied the knot, so to speak, and I officially was able to go on your insurance, like the honeymoon was over. It was over like before we got engaged, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, we got it out of the way. It was quick. We do real life. We do. But since we are on the anniversary topic, so I am not a big counter of time. Uh And, you know, in the AA program, that is, I I don't want to say it's a big thing, but I think a lot of people tend to give that, you know, specific time, whatever it is, a lot of reverence, which is great, right? Yes. I, however, am more of the variety of I live in, I don't know, at the most, a 24-hour clip. I try to, quite frankly, leave it in the now, if you will. Makes sense. Like right now, being obviously now, and then the next couple hours, you know. But I am also celebrating four years clean of alcohol and drugs. I know. Coincidentally, on the same day that we celebrate our anniversary. I know. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? It is pretty crazy and also very convenient because I like to just knock it out at once. Easy to remember. Right. I do like that. Like I get you an anniversary gift and then I get myself an anniversary gift. Yeah, I didn't get mine. It's in the mail. Okay. Checks in the mail, baby girl. I'm sure. (laughs) Let's talk about anniversary gifts. Or let's talk about gift giving in general. No, I'm not done yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Why do you always interrupt me? I didn't mean to. This is like your shtick. Is it? This is what you, I get on like this great roll and then you're like, and then one time at Villanova. All right. All right. So what I wanted to say in terms of anniversaries was when I made that decision to put down drugs and alcohol quite literally four years ago to the day, 
if you told me that this is the life that I was going to live, I would have been like, you are out of your fucking mind. Not possible. Quite literally. Like, there's no way that I could have... And again, we've talked about this before. It's not about, you know, what's in the bank account or the cars in the driveway or the size of the roof over our heads. It's the fact that, you know, I have an amazing wife and a great stepson and a beautiful little daughter and everything else that goes along with it, you know? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like they often talk about in, again, the program of AA, there's this, again, it's all sayings and acronyms and all that stuff, but life beyond your wildest dreams and if you follow us on facebook or on instagram by the way it's so i married an alcoholic both the facebook and the instagram we often use the hashtag life beyond our wildest dreams and it really is it really is like it's amazing i think about the silly little stuff like the laughs that we have together and now we are down in the great state of North Carolina at my dad and my stepmoms and the fact that they get to enjoy Frankie, unfortunately, for just, you know, a couple of days here. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, you know, probably come and see us up next spring. We see them every four or five months or so, yeah. something like that. But I was never, when I was actively using, my time was consumed, you know, getting high and staying high. And now my time is more focused on, you know, family and friends and AA. But again, just these little sort of victories along the way. Like, you know, I don't think my father held me ever. (laughs) I'm sure that's not true. (laughs) I swear to God, I don't even think he knows my name. (laughs) I think that's a legit statement. And now he spends time with Frankie and it's like, it's so amazing to watch those two interact because it, she is, I don't know if enamored is the right word yes. with Papa Dick, but it's like, I see them look at each other and, and he's it's in like- in the same way. Yeah. It really is adorable. It's kind of magical. And I see them look at each other and never in my life, especially, you know, four and a half years ago or four years and one day ago, that was certainly not on my radar. No, and I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I think when I talk about life beyond my wildest dreams, it's not even necessarily the getting married, having a house, having a family, because I think I knew I could do those things. I did them drunk. I could do them sober. <laughs> like, it didn't really, that wasn't really it for me. At least now you remember where your house is. Exactly. I know how to get home. But I... um. For me, the life beyond my wildest dreams is super corny, but being married to a man that I'm so incredibly in love with every day, being present for my children physically, emotionally, on a level that I never thought possible. So that's life beyond my wildest dreams because I really never thought that I could emotionally, mentally, whatever it was, get there. Yeah. I, I just didn't think so. And that's completely working a program. It has nothing to do with how much time I have in the bank or this or that. It's it's literally um, going through the steps and, you know, trying to do this on a daily basis, better myself on a daily basis, you know? Yeah, because frankly, that's what it's all about. If you put down the drugs and the alcohol, that is in and of itself a victory, right? Yes. But if you do not fundamentally change the person that brought you into those rooms, then what's the point? No, and I think I may have said this before, I'm not sure, but I actually thought that I was 
damaged. I was innately you were damaged. Oh yeah, well, that's why you liked me. I mean, you were yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're like, like this one's prime for the picking. The, if we're going to be super honest, we are inherently damaged people yeah. when we walk through those doors, and there's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, I think that's an unfortunate, but also you know a necessary part of the process. Definitely. But I think what I mean by that is I actually never thought it was fixable. I see. You know what I mean? I didn't think sober or drunk, that part of me could be fixed. I just thought I was broken. And that was that was all there was to it. There was no out from that. Yeah. Like, how do I live my best life, even though I'm a broken individual? Exactly. And, you know, aside from being an alcoholic, if that makes sense. I mean, the two are the same, but also different. You know, like I could have gotten, I could have gotten sober and stayed broken. Yes. And so that's the life beyond my wildest dreams. I totally understand that. So here we are. Here we are. We are broadcasting from the great state of North Carolina at Papa Dick and Grammy Jude's house. Next to his newest electronic toy. He is one of those stupid electric Mustang things. And the license plate says elect pony. Which is actually awesome. Fucking tool. You have a vanity plate. I do, but it's cute. Oh my God. So <laughs> is his. I actually think that's adorable. We can't figure out how to open out the, up the trunk. We've driven the car like seven times since we've been down here. Have yet to figure out. There's got to be a way to open the trunk. It's like too like, spaceshipy for me. It's too advanced for our... I, I need a car with a set of keys, a gas, a brake, and... I'm going to need to roll down the window. I don't want to use a computer to yeah, do that. I, I don't even think like blinkers are required in my car. <laughs> I'm not fancy like that. No, we, we don't got the skills. I don't live that life. No, we just... You know what? A couple months ago, do you remember this? I think I even told you. I was like, oh, guess what? I figured out how to set the presets on my car. I've had it for four and a half years, but I just figured it out. Nailed it down. Progress, not perfection. Yeah. So maybe when we come down, you know, not in 2022, but maybe 2024, I'll figure out how to open Dick's trunk. (laughs) (laughs) In which case he'll probably have like a spaceship by then or something. So it's irrelevant. It'll be a moot point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we left the house on Saturday. At 7.45 in the morning, which was pretty good. We aimed for 7, and we, we we were out the door before 8. Yeah, which is, again, another small victory, right? A huge victory Because if you were following us again on the Facebook or the Gram, you would know that we went to a wedding on Friday night. We did, and even though we didn't drink, we're old and tired. Yeah. Literally, right after the meal came out, I was like, okay, I'm going to need coffee, a couple of cookies, and the valet, please. Yeah. I mean, a couple spins around the dance floor, and you know, that's the most exercise we've had in combined in the past 10 years. <laughs> so <laughs> we were spent. I mean, some of us were having trouble walking. I, it just, you know, we, it was, we were tired. Daddy was gassed. And we didn't get to bed till after midnight, which is very late for us. Yes. So I, w- I am shocked and impressed and blown away that we left the house before 8 a.m. the next day. Hashtag life beyond our wildest dreams. Insane. So we packed up the bird dog. We packed up the baby. And we went to go see Auntie Rachel. Yes. Uncle Edo. Goddaughters. Times three. So they live in Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. Super cute little town. But we didn't really see it because we were just in and out. I mean, we did see it because Megan is the worst co-pilot in the world so she's like in two miles you're going to take a left on blank street 
And I'm like, okay. And then I look down at her phone and she's updating the Facebook. I'm like, we missed the exit. I don't know how. <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing solitaire. You know what it is? <laughs> I, it's so funny because for someone that is, here's the thing, all right, with the navigation. Number one, Chris is playing the XM radio, which is fine, except then the navigation doesn't play over it. Actually, we did listen to the love languages on the way down. We did, and we'll get into that. But it was, you know, it's only a four and a half hour book or whatever, and the drive took us like eight, but that's another story. And so he has me doing the navigation on my phone, but he doesn't actually want the navigation to speak out loud, but he doesn't really want me to speak out loud. I don't know if I'm supposed to send hand signals or or what the appropriate... You are a doctor. ESP. You're a smart woman. Like turn here. And figure so, it out. I just figure don't... Figure out what I need. When I'm driving in my... <laughs> <laughs> I do that on a daily basis. Literally, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, what does Chris need? How is that going to make my life easier? <laughs> That is what I've learned in two years of marriage, folks. How to not piss off my husband. Yes. So Good anyway, luck. Anyway, Chris, just, I don't know. I can't even understand how you do that. When I'm driving that car, first of all, it has to be on the Bluetooth to p- play your phone navigation. I'm not sure why. That's probably a setting, but I'm at least three years off to figuring it out. Exactly. So you have to listen to, but we have Bluetooth options, uh, whatever. So when I'm driving... And I'm navigating. I have to be looking at the phone navigation. I have to have it talk to me every four feet, you know, and tell me what I'm doing. Chris just like lets it go, but then he gets pissed off when we pass the exit. Yeah. For someone that's such a control freak, like I'm surprised you're not doing it on your own. Bird dog had to pee. I don't think that had anything to do with it. It doesn't, but it feels like a good excuse. Okay. So anywho, we stopped and saw the girls and the man for a couple hours. We did. Really good to see them. And then I'm actually going to back up just a little bit because at said wedding, yes, you know, we did like the father, son, Holy Spirit ceremony type thing. Uh-huh. And then we're walking away. Oh my God. To where the sushi and the meats and the cheeses are located. Yes. And this random woman standing there and we walk by and she's like, oh my God, Megan, how are you? It's good to see you. You look great. They're talking for like 30 seconds and she looks over at me and she goes, you must be the cockmaster. Let me tell you something, people. I am very, very quick on the draw. Speechless. I was absolutely speechless. First time ever. I was like, uh, hi. And I've never met this woman before. No. She totally picked cockmaster out of the crowd. You have that look about you that says, I'm a cockmaster. <laughs> Maybe it was the unicorn pocket square. I don't know, but... Or the unicorn socks or the unicorn tie. I was head to toe unicorns. He was. Um, but you have cockmaster written all over you. So yeah, she picked you out of a crowd. You felt a little bit like a celebrity though, didn't you? I totally did. I asked her if she had a Sharpie so I could sign, sign her. her tits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was not... Impressed. happy with that yeah, that's actually where the conversation actually. Yeah, ended that was it. and then we were right after the dinner uh mimi came over to our table mimi is one of the proprietors of jim and Velia's bed and breakfast and she pulled megan to the side and she's like i was talking with so-and-so and she said that chris is the cockmaster." <laughs> i was like well mom and mimi had all kinds of questions like no she didn't actually she's like oh well is he gay? <laughs> Does he like men? 
She has none of those questions. Why is he so close to Auntie Gay P? <gasps> Does Auntie Gay P pee on people? I don't know. Oh, she had all kinds of random questions. She had that, zero of those questions. But then she was like, you know what? I'm just happy to be out with my family. I'm enjoying myself. The music is great. I'm just going to let it go. And Mimi said the word cockmaster and I'll never look at her the same again. <laughs> <laughs> so referring to my husband. So that's where that ends. It's been nice knowing you. Absolutely. We also have a request from our audience because as you know, the audience is growing. We are fastly approaching 10,000 downloads. We are. Which is absolutely amazing. Insane. So thank you so much to the listeners. Please continue to listen. Continue to tell your friends. If you have any feedback, please send it to so I married an alcoholic at gmail.com. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. It's super easy. It's so I married an alcoholic. And the Twitter is married to T-O-A-A. And one of these days we'll tweet something. Yeah, maybe. We're getting there. Again, we can't even figure out how to put gas in Megan's car. So like by 2025, we'll have figured out how to tweet. (laughs) Obviously, thank you to, you know, all the listeners. We really appreciate the support. We have a large favor to ask of you. What is it? Cousin Andrew. How old is Andrew? Uh, Probably mid-20s. So mid-20s. Very, very smart. Distinguished gentleman. Very. Full-time job. Normal, not an alcoholic. Very funny. Very funny, very handsome. Yes, all the things. Hung like an absolute mule. You don't know that, but... I mean, I'm assuming the way... Theater of the mind. The way he carries himself, he (laughs) has to swing a hammer. (laughs) All right. I'm just saying. So, Auntie Mary Beth wants us to find a ginger for Andrew. He wants a good red-headed Irish girl. There's nothing wrong with... I'm not judging. I think it's adorable. I mean, we have you know a large and growing audience if we can find the man a ginger i'll be happy to find him a ginger so if you are a ginger in the mid to early 20s range are not a complete train wreck send us an email help us make magic yeah we are matchmakers we are i guess we're gonna be there's gonna be all kinds of shit coming through that email now. I know, I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember the cockmaster's not up for auction. <laughs> Absolutely not. Cockmaster is a kept man. That's right. Cockmaster is off the table. Off the table. I am here for your auditory pleasure, not for your sexual pleasure. <laughs> That's nice, honey. I'm just saying. That's good. Thanks for putting that out there. While we're on the gratitude subject, I'd also like to thank the sponsors, Marlene Graphics, MarleneGraphics.com for all of your printing needs, and RealtorInABaby.com, RealtorInABaby.com for all of your real estate needs. All right, now we got all the business out of the way. Yeah, let's get into the fun stuff. Okay. So we went out to dinner tonight, Papa Dick and Grammy Jude and my little brother Joe and baby Frankie. Who was exceptional tonight at dinner. She was actually really, really well behaved. She was charming. She ate her dinner. She was not as messy as normal. Mm. She did not cry. She laughed. She told jokes. She really was charming. Very, very charming. Yeah. She had a huge fan club at the restaurant and then running the streets after. (laughs) Literally. We went to uh, Maggiano's. Maggiano's, I'll expect a Venmo. To pay me. Okay. Pay us for the sponsorship. Sure. Appreciate that. (laughs) In uh, South Point in Durham. 
So it's like, you know, one of those sort of outdoorsy type malls. Shopping. You know, and yeah, yeah. Restaurants. And like buy stuff and eat stuff yeah. and all of that stuff. Hit up the pottery barn. So anyways, we left the bird dog in the back bedroom of the house because Papa Dick and Grammy Jude also have a one-year-old, I think it's right around one-year-old German Shepherd. Like yesterday, I turned one. So it was, it's heavy. It's, we're having a big week. Very heavy activity in early yes, October. Yes. So we locked up the bird dog in the back bedroom because I think it's best practices to separate the beasts. When no one's to supervise. Yeah, when you're going to be gone for any extended period of time. Now, they've had a great week already so far. They've run in the backyard. There's been a couple little episodes, but nothing major. They're having a blast. I think they are thoroughly enjoying each other's company. Yes. So we get home from said dinner. We're gone for, what, two and a half hours total? Yeah. Maybe. And I am carrying in the baby from outside. Megan ran in because she has the bladder of like a small child. She goes into pee. Um, again, I'm outside in the driveway, so a couple hundred feet away, and I hear, Oh my God! In the back of my mind, I'm like, fuck. Something's either dead <laughs> or severely maimed. Bird Dog tore up the rug in the back bedroom. Like, tore it up. Yeah, <laughs> like rearranged it. <laughs> he, so the... It's actually a she. Whatever. Stella must have been on the other side of the door. They, if you prefer. And Birdie was locked on the inside, and... Birdie just wanted to get out and hang with her friend. Mm-hmm. So she dug like the hole Andy dug in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Except it didn't take 20 years. It took two and a half hours and she destroyed the whole carpet. And Bird Dog did not have to crawl through two miles of shit. Photos to follow. <laughs> we will, Actually, we will. We'll put some photos up on Facebook and Instagram and also on the So I Married an Alcoholic webpage. Good news is before we went out, I was like a little worried about leaving her in the bedroom. I had just gotten Frankie a new Melissa and Doug puzzle and Birdie likes chewing up the wooden toy. So I'm like <laughs> hiding that in a bag. I'm like putting like a towel over our bag of clothes. I'm hiding Frankie's diapers because, you know, Birdie's got a thing for diapers. And no, I, all of that was untouched. But the carpet did not make it out alive. So now, Dick and Jude, prepare yourselves for your new... Christmas floor. Yes. We have the Empire coming in a couple days. You're not getting Tupperware this year. I'm sorry. You're getting a new floor. We hope you like it. I know. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. And here I was like walking in like chest puffed out. Like, look at my kid. She was so well behaved at dinner. And then I came home and my dog's a terrorist. <laughs> and literally, I I really had no words. Oh, it's terrible. It's really bad. Oh, I feel so bad. In true alcoholic fashion, I've since moved on. That's good. You'll get your new floor. You have your silly little electric car. You're fine. Yeah. The carpet will be arriving. I don't know. It's a pandemic. The carpet could take a really long time to get here. <laughs> it could. Shit. Oh, my. Maybe we'll get some glue or like duct tape. I don't know. I mean, you like piecemeal it back together to like. Look presentable, I guess. Yes. Hopefully that works out. Anyways. I don't know. That one's on us. What else do you want to talk about? Do you have any wisdom to share after two years of marriage? I do. Okay. So I think 
And again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how it's, you know, I had just assumed when I said I do that marriage was 50-50 and everybody does their part and it's all good and blah, blah, blah. But I think that, you know, and again, this was also part of the reason why we started this podcast to begin with was because we were poor communicators. Mm -hmm. And I think that even in some of our more stressful times as a couple, you know, communication has been the key to getting through those hurdles, if you will, right? I agree. But again, we're shitty communicators. Because so you make the hurdles like harder and longer. and Yeah, we're alcoholics and we'll make fire. quite literally mountains out of molehills. Yes. So I think it's a fine line between, you know, effective communication versus, I don't even know if it's manipulation or to try to sway the conversation one way or another like almost that inherent need to always be right and i don't Ooh, think that i should go there speaking for myself specifically i think we're both guilty of that if i can speak for the both of us actually i would like to speak to that i think that's a good well share your wisdom first is there wisdom to this or is this just a long rant here no that's that's my wisdom i think communication has been our greatest hurdle and also our gateway to success absolutely i agree with that completely right i think it's funny when you talk about that that is chris's go-to when i'm trying to talk to him about something he automatically says oh you're being manipulative it's true it's not though it's totally and that's true. the funny thing like so i've i've come to understand like that's his own manipulation right back <laughs> i'm like wait a minute i wasn't i'm like why don't we have an adult conversation chris like there we go manipulative megan i'm like is that manipulative maybe it is and then i'm like no he won again he's the master of the manipulation I and the, the cock, cock master i rule all conversation i don't know if there's a point to that except that it annoys me no, that's that's really it. That's a hot button topic for me. Cockmaster? No, manipulation. All right, let's get right into it then. That was what I had to say about it. Really? Yeah, you always accuse me of manipulation, but that's never actually my goal or intention. But you see it that way, and if Chris sees it that way, then that's the way it's got to be. So we all have to just accept that, that that's what it is. I think that should be your key to successful marriage. What's that? Just maintaining the fact that I am right 100% <laughs> of the time. Yeah, okay, but I if I'm going to be completely honest, sure. I think that's some of my own is it projection? Yeah, always. Mhm. Is that the right word? Yeah. And I don't know, you know, if that's an alcoholic thing or if that's a sales thing or if that's just a I just don't want to admit that I'm wrong thing. It's funny because I don't get me wrong, I was a fantastic alcoholic, so I was I had mastered the art of manipulation. Sure. But when we're when I'm trying to have an adult conversation with you about something or communicate better, that's never actually manipulation. That's mm -hmm. not what I'm trying to do at all. And that the moment you say that, I'm so pissed off I can't even round back. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think my But that's why you do it, which is um, so annoying. I was going to say I think like my part in that if we're bringing it back to the program thing is that I don't always recognize that so to speak does that make sense no i guess so and again it, that is 100 percent my own shit like i need to get over that mm -hmm. uh obviously there's still you know a lot of work to do in that aspect of it 
But I think that, again, we've, you know, come leaps and bounds oh, definitely. from where we were at the end of May, the beginning of the summer, when we started this whole thing, uh, right? Well, and it was before that, really, months before that. Yeah, I think that there was a lot of lead up to yeah. that particular breaking point or, you know, jumping off point, whatever you want to sure. call it. But again, room for improvement. Oh, definitely. And I think that's something that we have done well. I think there's been improvement every day. Even if sometimes there's a little slip back before it improves. Yeah, I agree. Again, we're not perfect. No, far from. I'm not striving for perfection, though, either. <laughs> Let's get it's, the bar a little lower. It's too much work. <laughs> I don't have it in me. I'm 40 years old. I would say that's unattainable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Let's just shoot for like straight baseline. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> no need to overcomplicate it. Nope, definitely not. So we listened to the love languages on the way, like we said we were going to do. All right, let's change gears a little bit. Okay. So we talked, we just kind of barely hit on it when we started. We did listen to the love languages on the way down. Yes. I still haven't figured out exactly what my love language is oh isn't that interesting yeah like i knew yours right off the bat which is funny because i actually didn't think that's what mine was i thought it was quality time or uh access service so this right this is where i struggle with this is it acceptable or is this just a total cop-out uh-huh to say that i think there's a little bit of each one of those in there, but I cannot figure out... Like, what's the leader? Yeah, like, what's my primary love language? No, I agree with that, too, because as you listen to each one, you're like, oh, no, that's me, too. I could see that. So I agree. You can't pick one, you don't think? Not even a little bit that edges ahead? I don't think I'm prepared to answer that at this particular juncture. Okay, you need to think on it longer? I do, and I don't know, maybe listening to it again or maybe actually picking up the book that was yeah. given to us you know three years ago would be a little bit more helpful but I honestly I don't think if you were to ask me right now I don't have a particular love language in mind huh I know that's hard to work with it is yeah I'm a complicated individual you are so basically, you're just saying, speak to me in all five of them at all times to make you happy? And again, it's up to you to decide Which what one is that my dad? primary love language is that particular moment. Okay. That's good. I got my work cut out for me. So like, you know, tomorrow it's going to be gifts. And then the day after that, it's going to be quality time. But like while you're, you know, spending said quality time with me, I'm going to be like, get away from me. I hate you. Exactly. But I'm supposed to not realize. So actually, as <laughs> it's funny that you say that, though, because as you were taught, as we were listening to it this time, because I was still trying to figure out what yours was. I could see a little bit in all of them. And I was trying to actually think, how could I um, speak each one? Like, where do I fall short in each of them? Because probably there's points in our life, even if it's not your primary love language, that we all need a little bit of love from all different, you know, in all different ways or whatever. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I was. I was trying to think, like, what is the, you know... It, even if it's not as um, cut and dry as 
whatever, telling him he's wonderful every day. Like for, you know, w- what part of I mean, words that, of affirmation works. That will go a long you know? way. Or actually for words of affirmation, I'm sorry, I lied. I thought about it in the opposite way. Oh. Um, not, I think I actually do do a good job telling you I love you, telling you how wonderful I think you are, blah, blah, blah. How much I, hair I'm losing. That's a joke. I also think I'm terrible in the sense that I will go on the defense or whatever or the attack mode and totally tell you what you're doing wrong, right? So I almost thought of that one as words of affirmation in the negative aspect. Like, but I do a great job telling him how wonderful he is. And then in the next breath, you do a great job telling him what a shitty job he's doing. Uh huh. You know what I mean? So when I looked at the words of affirmation pertaining to you, I was like, that's an area I could do better in. Hmm. You know, like to focus more on being encouraging rather than, you know, telling you you're doing something shitty, even if it's true. Does that make sense? I think I would respond well to that. And actually, now that you've, you know, vocalized that, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like, maybe it's time for some sort of almost like a pseudo fourth step. Where we write down each of those five love languages in columns and talk about like the positive ways that we display said love language. And then in that same tone, you know, the negative ways that we work against that love language. And maybe, maybe that in and of itself would bring or shine more light on you know, what I would identify as my particular love language, right? Yeah, no, because I, I think that's one of the parts of the book that's interesting is like when you think of, I'm just using words of affirmation as a thing, or gifts. Like one of the things with gifts doesn't have to be monetary gifts or a gift of time is also mm. one of it. Or like when he's, it's funny because I would have always thought quality time, but it's like your undivided attention staring in your eyes. And I'm like, nah, I don't think I like that. No, like that gets super uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I like us to spend time together, but like, let's not be weird about it. Yeah, you I don't know need what I to mean? be six inches from you staring yeah. into your soul. Yeah, I don't need that. Like, I just, you know, I like that we like walk around vintage shops together, you know, or like antiquing. Like we don't need to be, you know. I don't know. So I I think it's, so is that more than a gift, you know, like a gift of time? Like we spend quality time together rather than quality time like that. No, I think that's actually interesting. Right? Yeah. Did you get anything from it? So you may not have figured out your love language, but did you going through it and listening, like what kind of thoughts did you have? Or like, where was your thought process about what your love language could be? Like what threw you? Or what stuck out to you? So I wasn't honestly thinking about what my particular love language is as much as I was thinking about like, what am I doing wrong when I, you know, talk to Megan or I do this particular thing or that particular thing? Like, how am I not displaying or what's the most you know, straight line way for me to communicate in Megan's love language. Yeah. Like I I thought that too, like this isn't that hard. And if it makes someone happy, especially the person I love, like that's obviously something easy I can do, but I get that. So that's when I start thinking about like kind of creative ways, if that makes sense or how the ways apply to us in particular. 
Yes, like I'm thinking uh, almost in an AA sense of it, like what's my part in not, you know, communicating in the appropriate fashion with you in particular? Yeah. You know? No, I agree with that. And it's only about things that you can change. And I mean, you like, as in only I can change my things. Only you can change your things. You know what I mean? Right. So I did. I I did a lot of things. Like, what was the one other thing I was thinking about? I don't know if it was even physical touch if I put this in that conversation. Because, again, it's not that Chris likes to be touched. We used to, like, cuddle a lot on the couch. And we don't do that anymore. But so anyway, I thought about that. Like, all right, well, when did that stop? Probably when I got pregnant and too big to fit on the couch. No comment? Nope. Okay. But I... <laughs> I'm also adding a sixth love language, which is silence. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> but anyway, so I thought about it in that respect, right? Well, what can I do to be better in that area, right? And the answer is not anal, because I know that's what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> There's now a seventh love language, which is anal. Yes, but I've talked about this jokingly about how, you know, like, uh, the pandemic happened. Now I wear scrubs and like I put on my pajamas when I get home. And I was like, you know what? When Chris fell in love with me, I got dressed every day for work and I always looked nice. And I thought like, I, I know that sounds very surface. Yep. But I also thought of that as something that I kind of did for myself. Um, and it was confidence building for me, but I also did for you. And I thought, you know what? That's kind of shitty that I let that go. Which is interesting, right? Because I look at it as a dude and I'm like, who's she getting dressed up for? Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's you. Well, that uh, makes me feel shitty. And now it's you in a pandemic. So I like live in sweatpants. <laughs> and so I, I I'm thought, throwing these pajamas on for you, honey. Yeah, exactly. But I thought about that and not that I'm going to like start walking around in stilettos or anything, but no. I was like, you know what? You could probably put on jeans instead of workout pants to go to the soccer game. I mean, yeah, you totally could. Right. But I'm not going to the soccer game because soccer games are on weekends. And as we've discussed, my weekends are blocked out till 2057. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I appreciate that you're getting dressed up for me. Yes. I'm sorry that I totally missed that. No, you you didn't miss it. It didn't really happen yet. So going forward. Oh. Things to work on. Okay. I mean, I've, I have improved it, but it hasn't, you know, and I wouldn't say it's a full turnaround yet. Progress, not perfection. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here in coral sweatpants and an oversized t-shirt. So like, we're not quite there. Is that coral? I don't know what it is. They're huh. kind of, they're very soft, but they're shedding a bit. So. Yeah. So is Dick and Jude's rug. <laughs> That's beyond. That's shredded. <laughs> not shedding. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Oh, I love it. You know what the best part yeah. about this is? Yeah. Constantly improving. Yeah, it is. And that we're talking about it and working on doing that. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, not for nothing, but like, you know, the emails that we get that are uh, nine out of 10 of them start with, I just want to make sure I vocally, you know, thank you guys for being yes. so vulnerable yes. and honest. honest. And I think that. In that aspect, it almost sounds like it comes off naturally and easy. And let me tell you something. It is super easy for Megan and I to sit down. Well, I mean, now we're in Dick and Jude's garage. But, you know, when we're in the studio at home and sharing some of our most intimate feelings, 
like while we're recording that, I think it comes off super easy. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to the episode once it's published and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Yeah. You know, like, or I can't believe that I shared some of my most intimate thoughts with literally the world. You know what I think, what we were just talking about with the whole love languages thing and our take on it. You know what I think is actually really cool about it is the fact that both of us talked about how we looked at it and looked at where we were deficient. Start, say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, So with the love languages thing, I think this speaks a lot to the program. I think it's so interesting that without having a conversation about it until right now, we both, as we listened to it, thought about areas where we were deficient and could do better. And so, Mm. you know what I mean? Like we both looked at it from the program angle, which I think is really interesting that we both did that. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of the only reason that, I mean, I am here. No, it is. But I think that shows a lot of growth in itself. Like, even though it may not seem like on a, on a daily basis in our daily lives, we actually both are doing the work. We just sometimes need a better way to like express that, show it. Absolutely. All of the above. All, all of the above. Work in progress, baby girl. That's right. So it is our anniversary. We've shared our words of wisdom on marriage. Absolutely. You got anything else, babe? No, as a matter of fact, uh, my little brother Joe just came in and he gave me the old... Baby's crying. Crying eyes thing. All right, we're going to have to cut this one short. And I just texted him and I'm like, figure it out. Okay, that's not right. I don't think Joe's going to figure it out. I don't think so. We should get in on that. Joe is absolutely brilliant. I don't think kids are his thing. Not right now. Like complex organic chemistry equations? No problem. 100% his lane. Crying child? Uh Uh-uh. Not his thing. Not good. So in order to preserve my tax credit until next year, we're going to go take care of the baby. So we're going to have to cut this a little bit short, and I apologize. Well, happy anniversary, honey. Happy anniversary, baby. I absolutely love you, and I am super excited and happy that I get to share this journey of life with you. Me too. I love you very much. Say goodnight, darling. Good night. I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. Please get your pets spayed and neutered. And remember, if you're struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out, ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.